Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And welcome back to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show on the My Talks 1071. I'm the Bradley trainer. Oh, that's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back with us on Monday. And Josh is around today as well, waiting for your call 651 641 1071. Holly, why are we asking? And also, what is a Stranger Things song? Well, we're asking this question, Bradley, because Stranger Things is a pop culture phenomenon and its music in season four has become a focal point for pop culture conversation. So in this series, the character Max, she is in danger. She is in danger and in an evil being. I won't give any spoiler alerts, but something from the upside down perhaps is after Max. Okay. And she needs to protect herself. And the way she protects herself is by listening to a song that has meaning for her. Mm. And that song is Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill, which is why it's so prominent in this season. Got it. So that's why she's that's why Kate Bush is doing so well. That's why Kate Bush is making two plus million dollars based off that song. Good for her. Way to rake in those royalties. (laughs) But that just got me thinking. So running up that hill is a song for the character Max in Stranger Things that like takes her into a place. So I was wondering, 651-641-1071, you're in the Upside Down. You got scary things happening. What are, what are you putting on your Sony Walkman? Yeah, um, and I feel like everybody's got that, like, you know, that power ballad. Yeah. That song that mm-hmm. they need to hear that gets them in the mood. And maybe it's not even a power ballad. Maybe it's just a song that makes you, just puts you in a place. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel... Like mm. you're you're just feeling your best self. Yeah, Holly, do you have uh, any of these songs for yourself? Well, one of the songs, and I know that this is an upbeat song, but a song that it's like, yeah, this song is a hap like puts me in my place. It's also a song that I would send to the aliens, oh, as a representation of sonic good things from humanity. Okay, it'd be "She Loves You" from the Beatles. Oh, of course. Oh. She loves you. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like the Beatles, I don't know. I feel like they've heard the aliens have probably heard the Beatles. Cuz it's been like floating out there in on the airwaves since well, it's been since the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that theory that everything that gets projected out in uh, on our yeah, airwaves is just hurtling out into space as The aliens are listening to us right now. We welcome you, friends. It just depends on what they um how they, you know, what they think about the Beatles. Like, do yeah. they like the Beatles? Because that will determine perhaps how they respond. Oh, well, I mean, who doesn't this like is that? crap. <laughs> Let's go destroy this thing. No, please don't. Okay, so um, for you, it would be the Beatles. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this and I just, I actually, you know what I did? I cheated and I hope that's okay. Please. I just went to my Spotify playlists mm-hmm. to like uh, thumb through because I don't have uh, like music. 
I don't instantly think like, oh, I need to hear that song. It's going to you know, get me in the mood. But mm-hmm. then as I was scrolling through my playlist, it was like, oh, of course, I've got some songs and a lot of Robin songs. There's a song, an indestructible, if you know the artist Robin. I mean, but like you could literally pick any Robin song, mm-hmm. um, especially from her Body Talk album. Uh, that would really just those, you know, everybody has those songs that you just put on in the car and you feel like you're, you know, vibrating at a higher frequency. Yeah. But Dancing on My Own is yes! from the album Body Talk, yes. right? Yep. Robin. Time I Machine. Dancing on my own. I see you. What is it? I'm in the corner, corner watching you kiss her. Whoa. Oh, the Jerry Falwell Jr. theme oh, song. God. That was a whole different thing. That, that was a time. 651-641-1071. Looks like we got somebody on the phone. We'll find out what their song is. Do you do this? I mean, do you carry it? How much of a like emotional music listener are you? A very emotional music listener. Okay. Yeah. And, and the, it doesn't it, surprise me, actually, because I know you have a very special relationship with music. Yeah. Some of my best friends are music. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Different moods strike me at different moments. And, and it can be really anything. There, That's why this question is kind of hard, because, I mean, what is that song that like puts you in a place where you could just put on your headphones and be transported and block out all the bad that's happening in the world and just go to your happy place. We've got some uh, folks on the line, but I do know we got an email as well from Angie. Angie said that her song is Purple Rain. Mm. The background instruments call to me. Purple rain, purple rain. Oh, please don't do that. I mean, I feel like anything, anytime we try to sing, it's not going to be. I mean, not you particularly, Holly. I'm just saying. People want to hear the prince. I, I understand. Oh. Remember when we had to sing that song for Project Down and Dirty? Yes. It's so hard to sing that song. I think it is not an easy song to sing musically. No. And plus the whole time you're just like, I'm not prince. I'm not prince. Sherry's on the line. Let's go to Sherry and find out what her song is. Sherry. Yeah. What's the song? <laughs> What's the song for you? Uh, what would it's- your stranger song Thing, so it's, you know what I'm um, saying, yeah, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel's 59th Street Bridge song. Oh, now I don't remember that song. How does that song go? That's the feeling groovy, slow down, you're moving too fast. Oh, yes, just make the morning last. Just- yeah, yeah. Down. Yeah. Sherry, the that's a great stone. one. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sherry. And also, just yeah. a deep well. Thank you, Sherry. That's a deep well of those kinds of songs, right? Oh, yeah. Like, if you're talking about motivational songs, I, I remember whatever that album is. I don't know. My cousin sent me a cassette tape of Simon and Garfunkel back in the 80s, and I was obsessed for, like, a hot minute. Simon and Garfunkel was proto-emo. Yes. Yes. That is a wonderful way to think about it. Get into your feelings. Doo 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 doo. Feeling darkness, groovy. My old <laughs> I mean, we were all Benjamin at one point in life. Yes, just and the graduate. In that pool, man. Yeah, but then you. I make... have done. I have recreated that scene more times than I care to admit. <laughs> but then, side note: before we go on to our Stranger Things song with the graduate, here's a fun, uh, a fun little thing to do. Okay. At one point, you identify with Benjamin. And then you're like, Benjamin is a little jerk. I am Mrs. Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, I think I'm there. Let's go to Mary. <laughs> Mary's going to have our last word. Mary, what's your Stranger Things song? My Stranger Things song, it, and it has to be from Stranger Things or just what? No, 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 no. no. It's like whatever oh. song speaks to you. 
Baby Blue by Badfinger. Baby Blue by whom? Badfinger. I don't know this song. How would I know this song? Um, uh, Holly probably knows it. Do you know Baby Blue by Badfinger? I don't know Baby Blue by Badfinger. I know Josh Bad is working Finger. on it. Josh is working on it. Mary, thank you so much for calling and sharing that. Uh, Josh oh, is welcome. Josh is going to enlighten us. No matter what you are, is that what it is? I'll always be with you. No, that's just Badfinger. That's the only Badfinger song I know. Oh, okay. I know I they do were know that they song. were Beatles, Paul McCartney. Do you know who else gives me these vibes? Who? The Carpenters. Oh, I went through a whole Carpenters phase. My friend um, and I would just drive down the the like highway and sing the carpenters at full volume. Why do Two birds suddenly appear? Uh, we did I'm a big Breaking Bad fan, so okay. this is uh, in the finale, final episode of Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. And this is Blue Finger? No, Bad Finger. Bad Finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens about January in Minnesota. You get those blue fingers. All right, when yeah. we come back, uh, <laughs> we need to talk about James Cameron. I know. Oh, I know do you don't we? want to, but we're gonna. Right here on My Talk 1071. The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Holly. Bradley. James Cameron has a response to your, quote, movies are too long critique, which you discussed on yesterday's program. And I would like to share your response uh, or his response to you and see what you think. Oh, great. I can't wait to hear what uh, James Cameron has to say about movies. Well, let's start, though, with what we spoke about uh, previously on the program, previously on the Colleen and Bradley show. Holly Roberts made a comment about how movies are too dang long. Movies are too dang long, one. But more importantly, if the movies are going to be too darn long, they need to program an intermission so that I can stretch my legs and take a pee. Yeah. And, you know, you're not alone because I wholeheartedly concur. I was snapping and clapping and doing whatever, you know, amazing dinging and donging and all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the dinging, actually. Uh, (laughs) Because I, I really hate having to get up and I have the world's smallest bladder, especially if I'm at a theater because I drink uh, maybe a diet beverage. And for some reason, when you hit 40, diet beverages run through you at the speed of light. And so try as I might to hold my bladder, it ain't happening through a full feature length film, much less, you know, a James Cameron special or any other film that runs two hours. Exactly. Now, he said the following, because he did this like interview in uh, Empire where he talked about, you know, Avatar, blah, 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 the movie that he's actually working on. That's I get great. It. But he also <laughs> talked about, um, well, basically the issue you raised. Because oh, um, we're talking about like, I think, I think like a three hour movie. Is Avatar 2 going to have an intermission? Has James Cameron finally seen no. the light? No, he wants you to quit whining. He literally says in part, quote, I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit in, uh, or he goes, I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours. I can almost write this part of the review. The agonizingly long three hour movie. It's like, give me a bleeping break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one hour episodes in a row. I feel attacked. I mean, can we just talk about the obvious, but feel free to attack? I feel attacked and the obvious, Bradley. The James Cameron, an Avatar movie is completely different 
than binge watching episodes of television. Why? You know why? Because most uh, episodes of television are 45 minutes to an hour long and they provide their own built in intermissions. Yeah, and you can just hit the pause button. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. dude, you can't do that in a theater. Everybody knows that. Why is this even an argument? Hold on, he Jerry. Go- hit the projection pause. I got to oh, take yeah, a Oh, yeah, that's dunk. what I need. That's what I need. <laughs> Barb is over here trying to like let loose on the can. And I just want to finish the movie. I got to wait for it, honey. (laughs) That's nasty. Yeah, it is. But it's necessary. Give me the Reader's Digest. (laughs) He then also goes on. So first of all, he's just being cruel because, again, TV movies different. Different. In my own home, I can stop to pee. Yes. Come back. The worst thing that you're doing is annoying one or two people. Yeah. Right. Not a whole theater. Hit the pause button. And you can deal with that later. Yeah, exactly. But then he goes on to say. Here's the big social paradigm shift that has to happen. Oh, tell me. Mansplain this to me, (laughs) James Cameron. He's mansplaining to your bladder. (laughs) Tell me. It's okay to get up and pee. Thanks. Oh, thanks, James Cameron. I didn't know I could. I already do, you ding-a-ling. That's the problem. We miss part of your precious movie when we have to go up and like release our bowels. We don't want to miss your movie. The big social (laughs) paradigm shift that has to happen. It's okay to get up and go pee. It's not that we don't know we can go pee, James Cameron. It's that like we shouldn't have to. Yeah. And everybody pees. So why not either have an intermission or just don't make a darn movie that lasts three hours? Thank you. Because here's the other thing that I would say. Yes, there are times when you want to go binge watch. But to get people all in a theater at the same time to be in the same binge watching mood is not that's not realistic. That's the beauty of television. And that's why, like, I think you've got these old school Hollywood types like James Cameron, like Steven Spielberg, like insert others who have complained about like the state of movies in the world today. Yeah, the world has changed. And like the the movie audience from 30, 40 years ago is not the same. 20 years ago is not the same. No. So expecting that like, oh, you do it for television. Why can't you do it for movies? We're doing it for television because television has changed. (laughs) Yes, because in the fact binge watching is a recent phenomenon, starting with the release of television shows on DVD about 20 years ago. Yeah. But again, Bradley, you can hit pause. You can control how you are intaking television in a way with movies you can. It's a collective experience, which is one of the charms about going to the movies, is that you're in a dark room, you're experiencing these images together in community, and I want to do that and not miss your movie, because I want a 10-minute intermission where I can stretch my legs, talk to my friends about what I've just seen, and go take a pee. Yeah, like I've gone to meetings before, 12-step meetings where we get a potty break. Like I'm listening to other people tell their stories, which are probably more fascinating than James Cameron films, to be quite honest with you. But, um, (laughs) uh, but like they have a built in pee break. Why can't we just have a, an intermission? Yeah. People people want the option to be able to tap out when they need to. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of TV shows run a little bit too long too. We're, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Great. But if it's like a game of Thrones where it's like, Hour and a half, two hours, yeah. eh, then it becomes a movie. <laughs> I, I will say an hour at this point has somehow begun to seem long. Yes. Like, you know, when TV shows are 40, 45 minutes, that seems like the perfect length for one sit, you know, sit down and, and watch. Yeah. And structurally, the narrative is designed to be within those 40 to 50 minutes. So that's also, yeah. also, and another also, thing. Holly. Yes, Bradley. You know this better than anyone as a scholar of 
film history. Uh huh. Movies used to be serial. Like it used to be like a thirty minute, what twenty minute? I don't know what the time limits were, but like much shorter. Like you would go in, watch a cartoon, get yeah. up and pee, come back for a feature. Or, you know, like there'd be a newsreel at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Going to a movie theater used to have a wide variety of uh, entertainments for general audiences. Yeah, you'd get a Mickey Mouse or a, a Daffy Duck cartoon, a newsreel, a, mo- a double feature. You would get two movies. Yeah. In one. And they probably ran about 80 minutes each. 80, 90 minutes each. You know, old movies. Yeah. Old movies, if they go past two hours... Guess what? They'd have a pee break. They knew you yes. couldn't. You, they knew you. They couldn't. literally have a built-in intermission that when I'm sitting there watching on my Blu-ray la- or my Blu-ray DVD or Laserdisc, yeah, which I don't have a Laserdisc, but my friend did in high school is really cool. Um, you know, they have a built like literally all of a sudden you'll see the the curtain come down and it's like intermission and they're playing the music and yeah. then you go pee. And Hollywood understood that you could only take in so much Charlton Heston at a time. Oh, get with it, James Cameron. I thought you were supposed to know things. <laughs> Holly has had enough. That's right. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Don't mansplain me. I'm going to. You've got about three minutes and 10 seconds to go pee. Because when we come back, we have crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things right here on my talk. Here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a whole segment to highlight these individuals. And we call it crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things. Repeatedly, over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places like Florida. Oh, great. Let's start there. Why not? A popka. Do you know where a pupka is? That's a thing? Yes. In Florida? A, a pupka? A pupka, Florida. That is where we are going for our first crazy, stupid, idiot experience. Okay. I've never um, been to a pupka. Yeah. We got to meet Oscar. Hi, Oscar. Oscar Mayorga was pulled over by Eustace, Florida police officers. Okay. He was driving recklessly, Bradley. Don't do that. Yeah. He was pulled over. Oscar was... And Eustace police spied something in Oscar's vehicle that was a no-no. Oh. He was on his way to work. He was in the company vehicle. And there was something that was naughty. Okay, so he was pulled over and he was in a company car? Yeah. Okay, and he had something naughty in his vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. Did he have um, counterfeit money? Uh, No, it was not counterfeit money in the vehicle. Oscar was driving. He was driving recklessly, pulled over, and police spied something that mm, Oscar had in his vehicle that was was a no-no. Well, the way that it was situated in his vehicle made it illegal. Oh, was he? Oh. Uh, Shifting gears with the wrong stick? Yeah. No, oh. wasn't that? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Was it drugs or alcohol? Uh, it was alcohol, Bradley. Thank oh, you. Yay. Uh, Oscar Mayorga had an open beer can in the car center cup holder. According to the officers, Oscar smelled like alcohol, and he failed the sobriety test. Now Wait, you said he was in the company car. Yeah, and uh, Oscar Mayorga repeatedly told officers that he had three tall boys. Now think about. 
what kind of company car Oscar was driving that would make him a crazy, stupid idiot? Uh, I don't know, like a Seagram Coors <laughs> truck? A party van? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, um, like he was in the... Uh, he was in like a rehab van. No, no not okay. a rehab van. Now think about uh, it. He was it's just a, a CSI. A just dumb, like, dumb, yeah. dummy, dumb, dumb person. Yeah. Oh. Oscar. Oscar Mayorga. What was mm-hmm. he in? He was in his marked patrol vehicle oh because my- Oscar Mayorga was a police <laughs> it officer. It was a cop car. It was a cop car and he was a police so officer. He had an open container and was drunk in a cop car. Yeah. And he got, wait, he got pulled over by another cop? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's levels to this now. Uh, From uh, the same department? No. Now, he was arrested by a different. Okay. Eustis, Florida. He was arrested. But he is an Apopka police officer. Eustis car, but don't drive in it. Drunk. Yeah, now I you... tried to do it. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, that's all right. You gave it the old college try. Now the Eustis Police Department arrested Oscar Mayorga on DUI charges, and someone from his police department, the Apopka Police Department, had to come pick up the car and Oscar's equipment. Okay, well, yeah. mm-hmm. he's been placed on paid administrative leave. <sighs> okay. All right, good. That's good to know. That was in Florida, right? Yeah, that was in Florida. Okay, we're going to stay in Florida. Yay! Yay! I want to tell you about a lady. And a lady who was owed $45 from her former girlfriend. Oh. So, uh, Eliza Jean Limite, or Limite, or Limite. I'm not sure how to say it. Well, we'll call her Eliza. Eliza! (laughs) I know, Eliza (laughs) Doolittle. Was in a romantic relationship with a uh, victim that I'm going to tell you about. And uh, owed that victim $45. So Eliza wanted to get her $45 back. I get And this was from her ex. Her ex-girlfriend. Yeah, you want to get the money. You want to, you want to put the past in the past. Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, call it even. How did she try to get back the $45 from her ex? Oh, no. Did she sneak into her ex's house, went into their purse, and then got the money out of the wallet? No, that would make sense. Because maybe she a, still had the keys. Right? Like, that. that, that is, I think, the first tier uh, crazy, stupid, idiot possibility. Uh, but no, it's much, much more complicated. $45 was owed to one Eliza Jean L. Mm-hmm. And um, she decided to do, well, I, I don't know, something very creative and also totally illegal. Here's what I'm just going to tell it, uh, tell you what she did. So she was in a re- romantic relationship with the victim and they were in the early stages of dating. Uh, when she tried to get this $45 back, she threatened, well, first of all, she took or copied images from her ex's OnlyFans page Mm. and threatened to send those photos to her mom and grandmother. Oh, great, a little blackmail and extortion for $45. For $45. Oh, honey, just Eliza, let it go now. Let it go. So she threatened to disseminate the nude images if she didn't get 45 45 I mean, at least have the sense to ask for a few thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to crime, 
crime, crime big. big. <laughs> <laughs> well, because think about like yeah. the if you get caught, you have to do like cost benefit analysis. Do you not? Okay, I don't. <laughs> I don't imagine most criminals engage in thoughtful cost benefit analysis. But if they do, don't you think you'd be like? Well, what's what am I going to have to pay if I get caught doing this? Oh, if right? only people like Eliza did such thinking before they acted so stupidly. So she see she screenshotted the nude images, saved them to her camera roll without authorization, then texted one of those images to a third party, uh, and then sent this as proof of dissemination to the victim in a subsequent text. Uh, she allegedly demanded the forty five dollars you owe me, or else. Others will see the nude photos everywhere. Maybe your mom. Maybe your mom would want to see them. Or your grandma. She was, of course, arrested for felony extortion. And guess what? She is now in county jail uh, and had to post $10,000 bond on one felony account. So something tells me that this $45 debt is not going to be repaid. Uh, I don't think so. Now, I did... uh... Take the opportunity to go and look at Eliza. And it's one of those things where I I guess I wonder, because she is on the younger side. And I wonder if that kind of behavior, if she even thought it was criminal to do that in the first place. Like she she didn't didn't realize realize that it was criminal. Yeah, Yeah, she didn't realize she was extorting somebody by doing that. She just Mm. thought I was like, I'm just I'm going to get you. Your grandma's going to see your doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. And then, I would be grandma. Like, oh, no. and then oh, no. I'd be like, too late. Grandma already saw my doorbell when she changed my diapers. Yeah, exactly. Ha-ha. Your grandma's been around the block. Thank She's you. She's seen it all. I bet your grandma's even had sex. And also, I know like your family <laughs> seeing your nude body. I, I mean, sure. Maybe they'll be like aghast. Oh, sure. That you're posing sexually on the Internet. But ultimately, the victim in this case didn't uh, wasn't that worried because she obviously called police. Yeah. Which is kind of like quick thinking because mm-hmm. I don't think everybody would. I mean, $45, I would probably give $45. But give $45 yeah, to like have if somebody, somebody leave you alone? Now watch, somebody's going to be like, hey, I got these photos of you. Good luck. You're not going to find anything. But um, $45 seems really, it's so crazy to me that she only asked $45. Mm. I don't know. Dream big. You got a crazy stupid idiot for us? Yeah. Where are we going now? Uh, oh, it's it's a it's another Florida, Florida hat trick. <laughs> We're going to Hillsboro, Florida, which is near the Tampa Bay area. Our story comes to us courtesy of the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, where we're going to Fish Hawk Ranch. Oh, okay. Uh, which I believe might be some kind of neighborhood situation in the town of Hillsboro. Okay. Uh, and there was a fire on the Fourth of July. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, bad news bear. So firefighters were called to a home around 9.45 in the evening on the 4th of July. And the person who called 911 said a fire had started in the garage. Scary, right? Yeah, that's very scary. Yeah, firefighters arrived at the home. Uh, They launched a defensive attack to protect neighboring structures. So it was a big to-do. And the firefighters eventually put out the fire. Good. But Bradley, this I is wa- crazy stupidity. There's got to be something dumb in here. Yeah, uh, I want you to do the math. Okay. About you know the there's going to be math, but the, I'll get a pen. <laughs> please, simple arithmetic. Okay. About how this fire started. Okay. I gave you some clues. Well, I gave you the Fourth of July. Yep. Garage. Yep. 
something tells me somebody lit something off and they didn't realize where they were or play the tape all the way through when it came to launching some fireworks. Give yourself a ding, Bradley. Congratulations. Now, according to investigators, the occupants disposed of used fireworks believed to be out in a cardboard box in the garage, failing to extinguish them with water. So these people put used fireworks that were hot in oh a God. cardboard box in Just a garage. Just put that in the garage. It's fine. It's fine. Garbage is on Wednesday. No, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, no. Investigators believe that the heat from the fireworks that were not extinguished with water that were then put in a cardboard box started the fire and then spread through the garage and the home. Yeah. First of all, I wouldn't put fireworks anywhere near my home. And in fact, uh, I'm trying to remember like one... Setting off fireworks in a like, I don't even get me started on fireworks, right? Mm-mm. Because we've just been through this in in our neighborhood, and I don't know about your neighborhood, but like, there's still so like, many fireworks. They're still setting them off, and I used to love fireworks, but now it's just like too many fireworks. Like I would always get very cautious shooting fireworks off in a residential neighborhood, mostly because like you don't want something flying onto somebody's garage roof. I don't, uh, or like in their trees. I don't even do and then, fireworks. And then it's going to like start <gasps> a fire. No, because of that. Uh, because it's scary. Much less putting it in a box of paper, in a flammable box, and then just walking away like, no big deal. It's fine. Stick with, It'll be fine. <laughs> stick with sparklers or those little dogs when you light them up and then they poop. I do like those. Yeah. What well, we used to call, they were like little snakes. Yes. Yeah, they would go like... Just do that. Yeah. Put it in your driveway. Then or those take a snap hose. things. Yes. And then take a hose and yeah, put exactly. them out. Always have a bucket of water. Yeah. Well, Better yet, let's just let's not do fireworks for yeah, a while. Yeah, let's leave it to the Can professionals. We just not do that? Yeah. Okay, don't even get me started. Yeah, let's put in a memo. A request. Keep moving because I'm not going to. Okay. When we come <laughs> back, Holly, we're going to go from Crazy Stupid Idiots to a game we like to play at the end of each and every show. We call it the throwback. Live. Live. Right here on My Talk 107.